0: Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. One of the things that living in South Africa has taught me is to be grateful for the little things. Often, uh, we don't have access to something as simple as electricity because of load shedding, which for those of you listening from other countries, it's a, it's a long story. Sometimes we also don't have access to water for whatever reason. And I have realized in, in those times when we don't have access specifically to water, how often I engage with it. I'm constantly drinking a bottle of water or filling water bottles or making coffee or washing something. In fact, many of us engage with water so much, but we don't often stop to think about it. There is, however, a moment in Scripture where we see a specific, give, a specific focus given to water and to other liquids. And today we're going to unpack this passage and ask, how can we live conscious of these things in our lives? And so the title for today's message is W-O-B, W-O-B, standing for Water, Oil, and Blood. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. For those of you who tune in week in and week out, thank you again for joining us. As possible, we release this podcast every Tuesday. And again, the point of this podcast is simply to spend 10-15 minutes together wherever you are, perhaps over a cup of coffee or tea, perhaps on your way to work, dropping the kids off, waiting for your kids at a sporting event, perhaps even a gym. And in these 10-15 minutes, we talk about something from Scripture that may help us become more like Jesus or reflect Him more to the world around us. So if you haven't yet done it, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on. Perhaps you can share it, give it a like, and let's dive into today's session. In order to unpack Wob, uh, we need to unpack a large piece of scripture which has to do with the consecration of the priests in Leviticus. The reason I think this is such an important thing for us is because the, the, what we're looking at here is the construction of consecration. What constitutes a consecrated person? And the thing here that is interesting is that the priests had these three different liquids placed on them for different reasons. And so as we unpack this, we're going to look at water, oil, and blood, Wob. Um, And first off, in Leviticus chapter 8, verse 6, we read this. Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. First thing we see, the first thing that's placed on Aaron is the washing water. And water in the temple and tabernacle always is associated with cleanliness and holiness part of our consecration, part of our journey of discovering who God is calling us to be uh, is the removal of that which makes us unclean. It starts here. It starts with water. And in a sense, what is communicated is that you cannot anoint with oil what has not yet been cleansed with water. What does water do? It removes the dust and dirt of everyday life. Life is messy. We go through stuff, and that stuff can knock us, it can dirty us, it can make us feel unworthy to be in the presence of God. We experience things that stick to us and take our thoughts in specific directions and kind of make us go in the opposite direction that God's calling us to go. Someone, here's an example, someone cuts you off in traffic, perhaps load shedding doesn't come back on when it's supposed to, again, if you're not in South Africa, God bless you. Your coworker does that thing again. Your spouse annoys you by doing that thing again. Your teacher berates you. You look at the website again. Whatever it is, life has a way of making us feel unholy. The world has a way of making us feel unclean. And there are countless things that life can throw at you to do this, that, that just take the sheen off of your life. What, I'm, what, what the scripture reminds us is that we need to consistently wash ourselves with water. And Jesus said, he himself was the source of living water. He doesn't just want us to wash ourselves with any water. He wants us to be washed with living water. He said this in the Gospel of John, whoever believes in him would have living waters flowing from them. And so we're not only called to be cleansed by living water, but we are called to be conduits of living water to the people and the world around us. Yes, life can knock us and we need to be cleansed, but we also need to go beyond that. We can be a cleansing force for our world. The Old Testament was clear. If you touched something unclean, that uncleanliness would pass to you. Think about the, the rules for lepers, the rules for touching a diseased garment. If you touched anything that was unclean, if you touched a corpse of an animal, if you touched an unclean animal, you became unclean. The, the, the transfer process was uncleanliness made what was clean, unclean. But then what happens is Jesus comes. Jesus steps into our world. And he goes and he lays hands on the sick. He touched lepers and their uncleanliness didn't come to him. His holiness was imputed to them. They became clean. They became healed because there was now a greater source of holiness. There was a greater source of cleanliness. Holiness flowed from him to those who were unclean. And we are called to be his ambassadors in our world. We are called to be the people who go into the the world, engage with people who are dirty, who are a little bit unclean. Life has messed with them and we are called to be a a, a conduit of that living water to those people in our world. And so can I ask you right off the bat, when it comes to the water in this passage, have you been washed? Are you clean? Have you allowed the presence of Jesus to wash you clean? And if you have, are you then now a conduit of that holiness and cleanliness to the people and world around you? And so it starts with water. We We need to be washed, we need to be purified, sanctified, cleansed. Secondly, in verse 12, we read this, he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. So we start with water and the next thing we see is anointing oil poured over Aaron's head. The oil of the anointing represents the spiritual anointing, the Holy Spirit that Aaron received in that moment. It would have flowed. Think, Just imagine this. Yeah, Moses pours it on his head and the oil, I don't know if you've ever had oil on you, it flowed down not quickly, slowly. It would have gotten into his hair, his beard. It would have dripped onto his clothes. And so from the head down, the oil would have covered him, seeped into his hair follicles, into his clothing. And the Holy Spirit comes on us in the same way. It transforms us. It gives us a new feeling. It doesn't just transform us, it empowers us to do the works of the kingdom of God. Aaron operated in his high priestly role from the anointing, not to earn the anointing. L-l-l- hear that again. Aaron operated in his role as high priest from the anointing, not to earn the anointing. The anointing of God, the empowering of the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. It was reserved for the high priest. However, what we see in the New Testament is a pouring out of the Holy Spirit on all flesh, uh, male, female, young, old. No longer is the anointing of the Spirit of God limited to a single office, role, or function. We now live with unlimited access to the Holy Spirit for every second of every day. The same Spirit that empowered Aaron to operate as priest of Israel empowers us, you and I, to be priests of our homes, our workplaces, our classrooms, our communities. We are a royal priesthood, and we all have access to this oil, this anointing, because the Spirit has been poured out without measure. There is no limit. The, the prophets of the Old Testament looked to a day where the heavens would be opened and the glory of God would descend. We live in a day where the veil has been torn, where the presence of Jesus through the Holy Spirit is here with us. All we have to do is be awakened to it and surrender to it. Our senior pastor, Pastor DJ McPhail, often talks about the fact of when we get saved, we receive the Holy Spirit. But at the baptism, we surrender to the Holy Spirit. At, at, at Holy Spirit baptism, we surrender. And so at, at, at salvation, we have the Holy Spirit. At surrender, He has us. And when we surrender to Him, we begin to sense that oil transforming our thinking, our feeling, our doing. That that oil, just like it flowed down Aaron, it flows down us and we yeah, we 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 sense a difference because we are now empowered and anointed, not because we've earned it. You do not earn this. You receive it through surrender. And from that place we are empowered to be the priests of our homes, classrooms, boardrooms and communities. And so we have water, we have oil, and lastly we read in Leviticus chapter 8:22 to 24. Then he presented the other ram, the ram of ordination. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. And he killed it. And Moses took some of its blood and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Then he presented Aaron's sons. And Moses again put some of the blood on the lobes of their right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. And Moses threw the blood against the sides of the altar. Jumping down to verse 30, it says, Then Moses took some of the anointing oil and of the blood that was on the altar, And sprinkled it on Aaron and his garments, and also on his sons and his sons' garments. So he consecrated Aaron and his garments, and his son and his sons' garments with him. We've spoken about water, we've spoken about oil, but then what happens is Moses marks Aaron and his sons with the blood. We are the people of the blood. His ear was marked, his thumb was marked, and his feet were marked, his toe. Whatever he heard, his ear, whatever he heard had to be processed through the blood of sacrifice. Whatever he did with his hands had to be processed through the blood, and wherever he went had to be processed by the blood. In a very real way, his thoughts that are often uh, informed by what we hear, his thoughts, actions, and destinations were all framed by the blood of the sacrifice. Lastly, we see his clothes were sprinkled and stained by the blood. They didn't have Omo in those days. They didn't have washing detergent or vanish to get rid of the stain. Whenever he put those garments on, he would have seen the stains of the blood of his ordaining sacrifice. And so even what he wore would always remind him that his life, his ministry was framed and sustained by the blood of the sacrifice. This begs the question for us, have we, are we marked by the blood of Jesus? You see, you may be Christian, you may follow Jesus, you may take communion regularly, but do you live as though you are stained by the blood of Jesus? Do we process what we hear and think through the blood of Jesus? When someone's gossiping, when when, when you're going down a specific pattern in your thinking, do you allow the blood of Jesus to frame that? Do we process what we do and where we go through the blood of Jesus? Is Is what you do consistent with his sacrifice? Is where you go okay for Jesus. As followers of Jesus, we are defined by his blood. Even in our church history, there were some churches that painted their doors red, signifying that we come into the body of Christ through his blood, and when we go out into the world, we again do so through the blood of Christ. We engage with his body and the world through his blood. So, water, oil, and blood. wob Have you been, here's here's a few questions to to perhaps think about this week. Have you been washed clean by living water? And are you now a conduit of that water? Secondly, have you allowed the anointing of the Holy Spirit to lead and empower you? And lastly, have you been marked by the blood of Jesus? If I were to follow you for a day, for a week, would I sense the presence of those three things? Water, oil, and blood. Would I sense his cleanliness? Would I sense his anointing? And would I sense his blood? on your life? Or is there some other thing that defines you? My prayer for you and I today is that we would be people of the water, the oil, and the blood. We would be WOB kind of people. Man, I pray this has encouraged you. I pray that you just resonate with this and think about this during the rest of your week, and you would allow the water of his cleansing, the oil of his anointing, and the blood of his sacrifice to lead you, to guide you, to frame you. Have an amazing week. We will see you same time, same place next week.